Good morning, and welcome to the Tuesday edition of the KRFY Morning Show. This is Julie Calamine, one of your morning show hosts, and I'm joined today by Julie Perchinski, the other Julie. Good morning, Julie. Nice to see you today, Julie. Anyway, we have a special pre-recorded uh, interview this morning that I think you're all going to enjoy, and that is with the North Idaho Special Olympics. And our guests this morning are John Beck, who's a coach. Hello, John. Good morning, Julie and Julie. (laughs) Nice to have you here. And then we have an assistant coach whose name, who is Laura Lee. Hello, Laura. Hey, good morning. So happy to have you here. And our really special guest we've got this morning is one of the Special Special Olympics athletes. And this is LaDonna Gaston. Hi, LaDonna. Hi. Great to have you here. Well, we usually start interviews like this by finding out just a little bit about our our guests. And so we'll start with that. And John, we'll go ahead and begin with you. Tell us just a little bit about how you came to be in Bonners Ferry and how you got involved with Special Olympics. Uh, let's see. My wife and I moved here in 1990. We used to be, both of us were teachers in Arizona, and we didn't like the uh, Phoenix, Arizona heat during the summer, so we moved to great old North Idaho in 1990. So we've been here a long time. And you've hardly been hot again. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. It is a very cool place. That's right. So uh, about Special Olympics. So uh, I was associated with Special Olympics in Arizona a long time ago, like 35, actually 40 years ago when I first started teaching. Uh, I was a PE teacher back in Arizona. I'm a retired PE teacher here in Idaho. But my, uh, one of our special ed teachers uh, asked me if I would be willing to volunteer and help out. So we had our own little middle school with our own little Special Olympic team. But then uh, I came back when I was here in Idaho, living here. I knew that there was a Special Olympic team, but I was too busy doing regular coaching and teaching. And then when I retired, uh, a person, uh, it was our, our sheriff, uh, Sheriff Dave Kramer, in uh, Bonners Ferry, knew that I retired, and he said, well, now that you're retired, I have a job for you. And I said, really, what's that? And he goes, I need someone to coach our local Special Olympic team. And, you know, uh, when you're retired, uh, you, you have much more time on your hands, although some people might say they don't, but uh, this gentleman, Dave, knew that I uh, was probably a good fit for the job, so he asked me. And uh, when you're asked to volunteer to do something like the Special Olympics, if you're familiar with it, it's very difficult to say no That's to right. people. However, Julie's pretty good at saying no. We were talking about being retired this morning, and she said being retired really is a full-time job. Didn't you, Julie? Yes, I did. I said those exact words. It's my number one job. Yes, but here you are volunteering, so you're not just sitting around being retired. All right. Well, Laura Lee, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came to be in the area, and how you found Special Olympics. Well, we... I have a brother-in-law up in Paradise Valley, and my husband was in the area helping him look for housing uh, several years ago, and we didn't have a plan for retirement. That was just too far in the future. And he introduced us to the area, and we kind of fell in love with the mountains, the beauty, all of the outdoor activities, the fishing, everything about it, and ended up buying some property here back in 2015. And we built a little garage with a little granny unit over it so that we didn't have to stay with our in-laws when we came in town to visit. Uh, It gave us our own small space to just be independent and uh, just enjoy the area. And then finally, uh, we got on our contractor schedule to build our main home in 2020 during the pandemic. 
Oh, boy. So we had a pandemic build going on, and uh, things just went well with that as well as they could have at the time. And so we're here full-time now since 2020. And as far as Special Olympics, I have a son that's 23 now and has some special needs. He has autism as well as Down syndrome. And I'm always trying to find ways to keep him busy. So he's been playing basketball and doing sports since he was little, but not necessarily with Special Olympics. We've moved around the country quite a bit. And the last place that we came from was Colorado. And we just happened to connect with a high school in Colorado uh, that was a unified champion school. And so what that means is they have some uh, standards that they have to adhere to to be a unified champion school. But part of that is that they have peer mentors that are high school students that are on a unified team with special ed students and they help mentor them and teach them the skills of that game. So they might not be a person who's really competitive with basketball, but they love the game. So it gives them an opportunity to play and also help those students like my son learn that game. And so we came from that unified environment where Special Olympics uh, was part of the school, actually part of the high school uh, curriculum and extracurricular activities. And so we had a really good foundation with that, and we knew we wanted to continue to be involved in North Idaho. So we met John, and we have been... um, Working together. To, yeah, working together that and been involved great, in so many story. different sports. Mm-hmm. So, Well, guess what, LaDonna? It's your turn next. And yeah. so we're going to ask you, how long have you been here in Sandpoint? Or Bonners, I'm guessing. Are you from Bonners? Yeah, I moved back to Bonners in 2016. And then I joined Special Olympics when I found out I could join Special Olympics again. Oh, cool. How did you find... Well, you'd already... We learned earlier that you'd already been in Special Olympics. So you were just coming back to it here. Yeah, I did Special Olympics when I was younger in Bonners, and then I moved away, and I did Special Olympics in other states. Ah, really nice. And so you're coming back to it, and that's... So you didn't really need to find it. You kind of knew what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. All right, well, we've learned a little bit about the three of you, and uh, now we're going to move on and find out a little bit more... um, just about Special Olympics itself. So maybe either Laura or John could tell us, where did it come from? What's the history? And, you know, it's a big, huge organization. It's not just national. National, international. It's international. So, John, take it away. Uh, Yeah, so a little bit of history. I think it was created out of the need from uh, one particular person, uh, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, I believe, uh, felt that people of special needs were not being treated very well. And she was a very loving, caring person, and I believe she created a summer camp for, for people of special needs. It might have been for kids initially, but then obviously with her, uh, you know, she was a very ambitious woman, and it just grew and grew, and it turned into an international organization. Uh, I'd like to say that every state is represented. All 50 states are represented with some kind of Mm -hmm. Special Olympic team. Uh, Like I said, I was with the team in in Arizona. Uh, Laura has been with the team in Colorado. LaDonna has been with teams, I think, in Utah she was, and then back here in in Idaho. 
And uh, so they're, they're all over the country, every state. And I'd like to think that almost every community, but some communities are too small to have their own. So sometimes they blend together with other smaller communities to have a regional team. Uh, but they're really everywhere then now, or almost everywhere. They are. That's pretty are. neat. That's pretty neat. Well, John, um, this is a question that I've had for you before, but I think listeners would be interested in the answer. Who can be a special Olympian? Uh, a special Olympian is is a person that has a uh, an intellectual disability, not not a physical disability, and uh, those people are are what they call Paralympians. But Special Olympic athletes are individuals that have an intellectual disability, and um, I believe there there are some age limit, not a limit, a requirement. Uh, in in state of Idaho, it's 11 years old. Mm. And I think for the first time we might have gotten our, as long as I've been coaching for about eight years now, we have an 11-year-old on our team that just joined about a week ago. But we also have an athlete that is 81 years old on oh, our boy. team. So we we have the, the, the wide gamut of, and we have everything in between. That's like 70 years. <laughs> yeah, and but you know what? Someone someone brought it to my attention that the, 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 the gentleman that is 81 years old may be one of the very first Special Olympic athletes from, from about 50 or 55 years ago. Wow. And, I, and he, has, he has medals from way back then when he was competing. Amazing. It's just so great to have a competition that you get to compete in, LaDonna. Is it what, – what are your sports? What do you – uh, compete in? I compete in basketball, bocce, and I do cycling and stuff. Nice. Yes, great. What are you doing in the winter? Do you have a winter sport? I do snowshoeing. So all year round you're out there. Yeah. Yes, being an athlete. Yeah. That's awesome. And you live in Bonners as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, how many sports can there be on a Special Olympics team? Is the sky the limit? Uh, there, there, there are limits. I'd like to think that the sky is the limit, <laughs> but, but, the, but there are some limits. I mean, they, they, they try to hit all the, uh, all the seasons of the, of the year. There's, there's winter sports, uh, like LaDonna mentioned, there's, there's snowshoe racing and cross country ski racing. Uh, there's also downhill skiing and, uh, alpine and Nordic events. Mm-hmm. So there's downhill skiing and snowboarding and, uh, in the in the summertime, uh, think of you know summer Olympics uh, with 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 regular athletes. Uh, there's the running events. Yes. Uh, they don't do the shot put, but they they'll do a softball throw. Uh, they do make uh, accommodations for 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 athletes so that everyone can compete. Uh, as Ladonna mentioned, there's cycling, cycling, and uh, there's swimming. Uh, we don't have athletes doing some of those. We don't have swimming. It's a long. We don't have a, a pool mm-hmm. in Bonners. We have a summer pool, but the Summer Olympics here uh, is is in North Idaho. Their events are competing in the middle of May. Oh, a little cool. So our <laughs> our, 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 the, our pool is an outdoor pool, and it's not ready yet until until summer summer vacation. A for, polar bear team. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Uh, and and Ladonna La mentioned that we have bocce ball also. That's that's considered a fall an end of summer fall sport. Bocce ball is really popular, and we have bowling also. 
Gus, so you're probably competing in something or at least practicing in something all year round. Is it like six weeks before, eight weeks before? I mean, how do you we, we, it's usually It's usually six to eight weeks before the regional event. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A couple we're, times a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then we got some. We got some breaks in between too. We get about a month off between every season, kind of. Okay. Gee, a retired guy can hardly even go on vacation. <laughs> I need. <laughs> so a, busy. I, I'd like to say I need a vacation, <laughs> but it's wonderful working with these guys. Oh, neat. Great. Well, Laura, Laura Lee, could you tell us how you and John split up the work of coaching? Do you each pick sports or kids or kids or Special Olympians? How do you do it? And adults, I know they're adults and kids. You know, it's uh, great to have both of us be available for those practices. Uh, Sometimes we need to help a little bit with transportation for those athletes to get them safely to practice and from. Um, We also help with, sometimes you you can't have eyes in all directions, and when you have several athletes at one time, uh, it's nice to be able, sometimes they just personality wise, they click better with one or you or the other. And so if you're, for example, my son really doesn't like to take correction from me. <laughs> There's some kind of a dynamic there. It's a universal uh, dynamic. I think. <laughs> he does great with coach Beck. He can get yes. so much more out of him. And so for the benefit of my son, it's wonderful that we have two of us. So Sometimes it's just the personalities are a little different. You're able to get something out of them or connect with them in a different way. And uh, so it's just, it's been a joy. A lot of times I will try to help with taking photos of the team, submitting them to the local paper to let people know what we're doing. Uh, so I try to help a little bit more with the communication side and John uh, primarily with the coaching. All right. Well, what a nice uh, division of labor. So you kind of all know what you're doing and it makes it easy. And you have a Facebook page as well, correct, Laura? I that's a good question. Oh. I think that we <laughs> Oh, okay. We, I haven't I haven't done oh, okay. too much with social media recently on our Bonners Ferry team. I do try to take photos especially when moms or dads or grandma and grandpa can't be there and put them into a special uh kind of a a gallery oh, so that they can go sure. after hours and say, "Hey, I want to see pictures. What did you do in snowshoeing?" And we try to put something current up there so that all of the extended family gets a, a an opportunity to see what the athletes are doing and be part of that. Great. That's great. Yeah. Julie, I think you have a question for Ladon. I do. I was wondering of all the sports that you do do, which one is your favorite? Cycling is my favorite. Cycling. Oh, now, what are the lengths? How far do you go on a bicycle? I go 250 on there. Okay. Halfway around a, a track. Okay. 250 yards then. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. And um, is it a pretty competitive uh, sport in Special Olympics? Do you yeah. have a lot of people that you have to try and win against? Yeah. Yeah. Have you had any success? Do you win once in a while? Yeah, I did when I lived in Utah. I did cycling and I got first place in it. Great. Nice. Great. Was that the state games or regional yeah. state games? Yeah, state so games. came home with a medal then. Oh, yeah. Sh- she's a star. <laughs> That's great. You didn't tell us you're bringing in a Special Olympics star. <laughs> Man. I'm surprised also. <laughs> uh, well, I, I knew that LaDonna, is, she's, she's a wonderful addition to our team, but she's only been on our team for about, I think this is her second season. Okay. And I haven't done cycling with her. Oh. So when she, I, I occasionally ask our athletes, you know, th- there are other things that we can dip into 
to get them involved. And I had asked her if there was some other sports that she had done while she was in Utah, and she told me cycling. So I said, would you like to do that again? And she said, yes. So we are definitely going to be pursuing cycling for her. Uh, and we will start in about about three or four weeks. As soon as the weather is a little bit nicer, we will get riding together. Yes. Well, all right. So we've talked about one star in Special Olympics, but what does happen when an athlete does well here? Do they start locally and work their way up? How does that work? Well, they they do start locally with practicing, and then they compete at the regional level. And then soon after the regional level, so we have, an, in fact, in two weeks, we have a North Idaho a winter regional. So all the communities in North Idaho will be competing for snowshoe racing and uh, cross-country skiing and downhill. And the date of that is March 9th. Oh, boy. How is that going to work out with the snow yeah. season uh, we're having? It, it's, uh, we're, we're, we're hoping it snows uh, this in, within the next week. That, you know, there, it's on the horizon, we hope, but we're, but we're having an El Nino year, so yes. we don't have a lot of snow. Mm-hmm. So, where, where's it going to be held? Is uh, it Lookout? Or? Uh, no, it's going to be lo- at uh, Silver Mountain oh, Silver. Ski, ski Resort. Oh, yeah. But the snowshoe and cross-country skiing is held down lower at the valley floor. So you know what the snow conditions yes. are like here, and it's like that. In, and that's in Mullen, Idaho, mm. uh, not too far from Lookout, from, from, from uh, Silver Mountain. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, there's no snow there. But it, that could change because Mullen is a town at, at, at altitude. They're at about 3,300 feet, I believe. Yes. They can get some nice and, snow there. And we're hoping that that happens this, in the next couple of days. Yeah. Hey, um, I'd like to know what a typical practice session might look like. Do you just round up a bunch of athletes or is it one-on-one? How does that work with all, all these sports? All our athletes are invited to, to all practices, but it basically comes down to what they're really interested in. And uh, we have officially, for the Winter Olympics uh, in two weeks, I think we have four athletes that are officially competing. But we have about six or seven of our, of our total of 10 on our whole team that come to snowshoe practice. Uh, some of them might not compete, but we still want them to be involved. And, you know, it's not necessarily about competing and getting medals and ribbons but to have the opportunity to just be with their friends and to get outside and to get some exercise. Yes, it, that it's a lifetime lifetime pursuit for all of us. It sure is. Yes, uh, Laura, I was wondering what is your favorite part about coaching Special Olympics? You know, I love working with these Special Olympic athletes. They are unpretentious. If they're happy, they let you know. If they're not, they'll let you know. Um, you don't have to guess what's going on with them that day. And they have so much joy. The Special Olympics motto is, let me win. But if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. And it's character building. And uh, a lot of these athletes, like my son, they love to do big muscle things. They love to just exercise. They love a lot of them be, being outdoors um, and just to see the joy that they have when they're together, they're kind, they're patient. Um, it just, you can't, I don't think I've ever had a down day when I've been around Special Olympics athletes because they just ex- exude love and joy and happiness and they're all unique individuals. And 
Um, I just, it just, wherever I am, if I'm having a bad day and I'm around these athletes, I am just up by the end of the practice. That is so nice. You know, I was going to ask you the question, do the athletes hang out when they're not practicing? Does that happen? Do they become friends? They do become friends. And a lot of them do activities together or they go um, have dinner together. Uh, We just had a bowling party and invited all of the athletes and their parents or siblings. And we went bowling just as a social thing uh, for the team. And just, we just love that. It was, it's great whenever we can be together. Yeah. John, what do you like best about Special Olympics and coaching? Well, uh, I was always a, you know, a, a mover myself. I've always been into physical activity. So it was a, a good fit for me to want to be coaching in some way, shape, or form. But then knowing that people of special needs need the opportunity just like, uh, like, like regular people do, uh, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a lot more gratifying, I believe, for me to be coaching people of special needs because they uh, will, like, like Laura said, they'll, they'll let you know uh, very easily when they're having a good time and most times uh, every time we're together is a wonderful experience. That's so great. Well, I want to ask LaDonna if she loves it as much as you say she does. Do you enjoy your coaches? Yeah, I love my coaches. Oh, good. And how about your teammates? I love my teammates. That's really great. Do you have any special friends or are they all just uh, everyone as good as the other? They're all good. That's nice. That's really nice. Ten is a pretty good-sized team for Bonners Ferry. Yeah. And the age range is interesting. <laughs> yes, it is. That's got to pr- create a bit of a challenge to figure out training. Uh, I'm really glad that we have a small team, but I uh, I look forward to the opportunity when our team can grow because uh, there are there are other this radio show might even get some of those some more athletes on our team because uh, uh, we could always we could we could always have more athletes. Ten's well, ten's easy to work with, but we can we can take on more. Well, let's go. Let's follow that up. Let's uh, let our listeners know how they would go about getting in touch with Special Olympics if it's something they think they they would like to get involved with. Well, there's two ways they can do that. One, they can get in touch with me locally if they're uh, if they're a parent or a guardian and they have a, a a family member or a friend of special needs, and they have intellectual disabilities. So, so these guardians and parents know. Uh, they can just contact me directly, and I and I can give you my phone number if you'd like. Uh, yes, that, that's please. N- that's John Beck at 986-205-1244. Or they can go directly to the uh, specialolympicsidaho.org website, and they can sign up their 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 uh, their child or their their family member. Uh, directly through the, uh, the the Idaho State website. Okay. And is there any like um, verification process about whether the participant is? Um, is it just up to the parent or guardian to determine that they have a person with intellectual? Uh, well, uh, every athlete has to have a a physical ah. to 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 be a, to be a mm-hmm. member of the Special Olympic team, 
and a doctor will will verify uh, those those kinds of questions oh, so good. that a person can qualify for the team. I right. wondered if there might be a few steps to getting sure. qualified. Yeah, there is. There there, yeah. there is there is official paperwork that needs to be filled out. Okay. But that's all done online through the state office. Oh, good. And then you get assigned a team. The, well, you know, uh, well, well, it depends on where where, where sure. you're living. You know, sure. uh, like Sam, people living in the Sandpoint area here or or Bonner County. They, they, you know, they've got the Sandpoint team. Right. Uh, if they're if they're closer to Bonners Ferry, they're welcome to be on our mm-hmm. team. They mm-hmm. they could they could probably choose if they're close to, you know, the Naples area or uh, Elmira. They could decide which community they want to go to. Sure. Yeah. Great. They were, we're both great teams, and we will take on all all members. So. And they might have a coach that they connect with, so that might make a difference too. You bet. Yeah, I you would bet. think. You know, we started down the question of what happens when an athlete does well, but I don't know that we finished because it you can go quite a ways, right? Is there a national competition? Uh, yeah, yeah. So after the state, I take that back. After the northern regional, and there's also eastern regional, southern regionals, western, because we have a large geographic state here, so they divide them up into regions. After they do that, they go to the state competition, which is usually about a month after the the regional. Uh, and after the state competition, if they if they're you know they the, a lot of these events are timed when they compete. Uh, they're they're taking the best times for the state, and then they can go on to the national competition. And that's every year they have nationals. And then every two years is international competition. So we, yeah. we do have an opportunity. There is an opportunity for our athletes if they do well enough that they could travel to another country. And I think uh, the last competition was in Finland. Wow. LaDonna, do you have dreams of getting out to another country if you do well enough? Yeah. That would be pretty neat, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be pretty neat. Yeah. What do you, when you're practicing or when you're competing, what do you think about? What makes you go fast and work hard? What what goes on up in your head? I just just focus on one thing and that's it. Smart. That's what so many effective athletes I think do, don't you guys? Yes, to get to the finish line. Mm-hmm. Do you coaches help with that part, the mental part of competition with these guys? Is that part of it or just the physical getting trained? I think we push them like most good coaches. <laughs> we push them a little bit. They might be a little tired and like, yeah, I want to go back to the car. But we're like, oh, let's just do it one more time. I know. You know, all of my coaches used to say the same thing. One more time. Just one more. We get, we've got this. So we we do try to, in in a gentle way, you know, we, we're always clued into how people are doing and and uh, so that they have assistance, but um, we try to make it fun and exciting so that you know they, they enjoy yeah. being there and they're okay with doing that one more lap or that one more practice. We all need encouragement. Yeah. Gosh, I was just thinking about my knee replacement PT. <laughs> I could use, use you guys over with me there because I cry almost every time. <laughs> do, do they ever make you cry, LaDonna? No. Oh, good. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, I hope we all might have a few interesting stories. Does anybody have a fun story to share, either of a successful athlete or just a fun, funny thing that happened? Anything like that that you could share? Uh, Let me think. 
I'm sorry. I should have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard to come up with a good story if you haven't been thinking about it. I'm putting you both on the spot. What about you, LaDonna? Any fun days that you had that, that stand out in your memory? Really? Well, tell us. Share. My fun memories are when I go bowling with my teammates and we and everybody got ribbons and stuff. And I got third place for bowling. Woo! Had last, a competition. Yeah, I got third place last year and then my other teammates got fourth place. Wow. So that's pretty darn good. And do you bowl very often? Yeah, I go bowling with my family and stuff. But that's not one of your sports for Special Olympics, or is it? It is. Oh, it, oh, is. it is. I missed that. Okay. Sorry. you yes. got a bunch of sports. Boy, she does. But it's the four seasons. So yeah. Spring, summer. That's summer. right. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, neat. All right, you guys. You've had a chance to think about it. John, do you have one? Well, I, I we do have a really good bowler on our team, and I'd like to think that I'm a pretty good bowler. <laughs> but there was a time when one of our athletes beat me. Oh. And she bowled a, like a 167, <laughs> wow. and she beat me by a couple of pins. I think I bowled a 165, and my average is about 145, but she happened to have a great day, and she beat me that day. And Did she become the coach for bowling then? Uh, she's, she, uh, she's probably going to be my assistant coach for now, but I, there's room for her, yes. There you go. Great. Her name is Lori. Ah, so I just got to mention her, her name yes. out there. She knows who she is. Good job, too. Lori. Good, yeah. Lori. Good. Keep beating John. That's what we want. What about you, Laura? I just love to see the community involvement. Last year, we had the Polar Plunge that was sponsored by law enforcement, and the community came out and really supported that. They wear, wore their wacky costumes, and we had ducks diving into the water, and just people of all different different costumes from all different walks of life there to support Special Olympics and raise money and awareness for Special Olympics. And uh, it's, it's always fun seeing the community get involved. Um, when my son was in a unified environment, uh, they different people would make gigantic posters for the athletes. Like they had their favorite special needs athlete and they'd make, you know, go Noah, go Gavin, <laughs> oh, go wow. LaDonna. Fun. You know, and, and they would just... My favorite part of the whole season is they got an opportunity to challenge any one of their instructors in the entire school to play basketball against them. So we had a special needs basketball team versus whatever instructor, administrator at the high school level they wanted to invite to compete against them. And somehow... I know it was because their skill level, the special needs team, always won. <laughs> that is great. That, that is must have great. been fun. That must have been really fun. So any upcoming events that are happening? You had the polar bear plunge, but do you have any other fundraisers going on? Uh, well, well, something that's going on right now, and, and they're going to they're gonna announce the winner in about uh, on, on March 28th. There was a statewide fundraiser. And and it and it and it, it a lot of the money some of the money goes to the state office for their uh, operational costs, but then it uh, you know you raise the money for your own team and they, they, uh, there was a a wonderful uh, car dealership that's donated a uh, like a pickup truck that's great and and we sold I think two hundred tickets up in Bonners Ferry, so we had a you know two hundred people up in Bonners Ferry or two hundred tickets were sold through all those people to help support our team. And I think what it's what it comes down to is if it's a $10 ticket, 75% of it goes directly to our team. Oh, good. And the other 
25% or $2.50 goes to the state office for every ticket. So we felt pretty good that we yes. sold 200 tickets up in Bonners. It's very fun. And I'm sure, you know, Sand- Sandpoint was selling the tickets down here also. Okay, so. good going, Bonners Ferry people. That's great. I want to come back to the polar plunge for a minute. I not. I wasn't clear to me. Did you all plunge or were others plunging? Uh, other people were plunging, and last year I did plunge. I, no. I, I did. I, I've 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 plunged a total of two times, and Excellent. I uh, for some reason remember I, them both. I remember. I remember them both. They were they were very. We we jump into the Kootenai River up in Bonners. Oh boy! I think I think down here they might run out into the into the into the lake. Yes, right. Probably on. I think they do that. Is that New Year's Day? I think. Oh yes, yes. Sandpoint uh-huh. does yes. theirs, and and uh, we we did ours. And uh, yes, it was very cold. But we we had we had great support. Uh, the search and rescue team. They had their dive team was out there oh. to to be there in the water with us so that they could assist us to get out because you know it's so cold. But uh, but yeah, I think we raised about two thousand dollars last year. That so is, it was, it was good. That's was, amazing. Yeah. Well, we're coming to an end of this interview, and I've thought of a question that I've got for Ladonna, and I think you'll be able to answer it. What would you say to a person who might be a special Olympian? Uh, why why would you encourage them to want to come and hang out with you guys? It's fun and it's enjoyable. Yeah, that's a good answer. And everybody's nice to each other, it sounds like. Yeah. That's pretty decent when you're on a competitive team. I I think that's admirable. I think it's very fun being an athlete, too. Just getting out and showing what you got. That's right. Yes. That's right. Well, have we missed anything? Is there anything any of the three of you would like to add? LaDonna's shaking her head no. I just wanted to thank our community. Both uh, Sandpoint and Bonners have amazing Special Olympics athletes and teams and we want to thank the community at large for your support you guys are wonderful and thank you for all that you've done to support us yeah and you guys could probably use volunteers here and there and i suppose money too absolutely all that helps right and so they can find you with john's phone number or they can go to the then go online and find special olympics and get connected that way if they would like to that's right right. and thanks that's about it then all right yeah Well, then, listeners, this has been the Tuesday edition of the KRFY Morning Show, and we've been fortunate enough to be joined by the North Idaho. Are you North Idaho or are you called Bonners? Actually, we're the Bonners Ferry Special Olympic team. The Bonners Ferry Special Olympics team, and our guests today have been John Beck, a coach, and Laura Lee, an assistant coach, and then, of course, our star of the program, LaDonna Gaston. Thank you all. Thanks, Julie. Thanks, Julie. And Julie.